Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 22 of Revelation chapter 11. And we're going to be reading Revelation 11, verse 12. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Now the great voice that the um, people heard who who witnessed the two prophets or the two witnesses standing upon their feet was the voice of God as the voice of God is heard through his word, the Bible. And when God sent forth the warning trumpet sound of his word into all the earth proclaiming May 21, 2011, Judgment Day, uh, the the elect people of God, those predestinated to receive salvation from before the foundation of the world, they they um, took note. They saw this, and great fear fell upon them. They heard a great voice from heaven, and that is important because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And, and so this great voice, which we saw, um, uh, mentioned earlier in Revelation 1 verses 10 and 11, that there was a great voice as of a trumpet. And that voice belonged to Jesus himself. And Jesus is the word made flesh. That when the great fear fell upon these people who can only be that great multitude that God took out of great tribulation. There's a lot of uh, usage of the word great because it is a magnificent, tremendous thing that God completed his salvation program and he did it in a grand way to, to bring everything to a final end, to a great climax as he, he uh, saved more people at the end than he had throughout the entire period of earth's history. All right, here in Revelation 11, verse 12, they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. Now, some assume that this statement, Come up hither, is referring to the rapture. But that is not the case. Now, the the actual wording, the same wording is found earlier in Revelation. In Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. Now, what's interesting here is that this is the Apostle John and notice again, the the voice which he heard was as it were of a trumpet. That reminds us of Revelation 1, verses 10 and 11, 
when John heard the voice, the great voice as the sound of a trumpet, and it was Jesus Christ. And that reminds us to, of the great voice that, um, those who, who, who fear fell upon them heard from heaven. And again, it's the word of God, the Bible. It's nothing supernatural in the sense that there, there is a, a booming voice, an audible voice thundering from the literal heavens. No, this is spiritually the voice of God. Now, in the Apostle John's case, he's receiving divine revelation. He hears the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, and this is in, again in Revelation 4, verse 1, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Now, what's important for our purposes to understand this phrase, Come up hither, is that John did not literally go up uh, into heaven. As far as we know, he was on the island of Patmos, and he remained there to receive all the revelation that God gave him. But spiritually speaking, God showed him a vision. God um, caused him to see things that could be said to be found in heaven or, or something similar to that. Yet his physical location never changed. He he was on the earth, on the island of Patmos, and yet spiritually, in a sense, he went up thither uh, as he was commanded, come up hither. Uh, and, and actually, that is the idea uh, that uh, when we read of this command, come up hither, and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. We must think spiritually. The uh, The Bible is a spiritual book. God hides truth through the use of parabolic language. And especially in the book of Revelation, uh, we, we have seen uh, repeatedly throughout our study that the things that God tells us of are spiritual in nature. They are not literal they are not physical things and and so when he is um, uh, telling us that a great voice from heaven was heard saying to them come up hither and then they ascend up to heaven in a cloud we must look at the language to see well what could that spiritually relate to and we do find some answers for instance in proverbs chapter 25 in Proverbs 25, we read in verses 6 and 7. And there it says, Put not forth thyself in the presence of the king, and stand not in the place of great men. For better it is that it be said unto thee, Come up hither, than that thou shouldest be put lower in the presence of the prince whom Thine eyes have seen. Now, this is actually telling us of salvation. This is um, revealing to us that it is better 
to uh, to wait for God to lift you up, to exalt you spiritually in salvation, than uh, to lift yourself up and then be put down in the presence of the king. We know this is the spiritual meaning of Proverbs 25, 6, and 7, because th- uh, th- uh, this passage or these scripture verses remind us of a parable that the Lord Jesus Christ gave in the Gospel of Luke. In Luke 14, beginning in verse 7, And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden, when he marked how they chose out the chief room, saying unto them, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place." And thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be Exalted. And, and this of course agrees, um, exactly with Proverbs 25 in the verses we just read. And it is describing God's salvation program. It is giving us the biblical principle that when we're bidden to a wedding and the gospel call that went out into all the world, for centuries, during the day of salvation, when God was encouraging people to seek him, to go to the Lord, uh, to boldly come to the throne of grace, that you might find grace to help in time of need. And of course, that was the set time of need, the appointed time of the day of salvation, and, and the time allotted for man to go to God, in order to beseech him and cry out to him for mercy. And that time has now expired. It is past. And and uh, God is not encouraging anyone anymore to come to him seeking salvation. The only thing the Bible allows at this point in history is to go to God and to cry out in the sense of saying, Oh, Father, um, having had mercy, have mercy. That is, is it possible you might have saved me before you ended your salvation program, before you shut the door of heaven? And I know that, that all kinds of people are upset by this language, but what they don't understand is this is judgment day. This is the day of the wrath of God. Of course God is not granting salvation in the day of judgment. Of course he is not bestowing mercy anew upon sinners in the time he's pouring out his wrath when he has said he will have judgment without mercy. Obviously God is not working the work of salvation in the time when he has appointed um, this period for 
punishment. And, and that is what people don't understand. It's what they're missing. That the scriptures that applied, applied to a previous time and season. They do not apply to judgment day. Now, they would realize that, uh, if, if God were bringing some sort of physical judgment, they would understand that. But just because it's a spiritual judgment, doesn't mean it's any less a judgment. It is um, the end of God's long-suffering patience. It is the time of his fury and his anger and his wrath. And and so the those many verses that are in the Bible have no application any longer for this day of judgment that we are presently in. And 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 yet there was a time there was that that wonderful uh, and glorious time when god encouraged people and it it lasted quite a while and his his people loved to carry that message we loved at e bible fellowship to carry that message to warn people to go to god while he may be found and Yet we cannot carry that message any longer because God will not permit it. And yet when we did the, the gospel call, bid all the hearers as to a wedding. It was the wedding between the bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ and his bride, the body of believers, the elect. Many were called, but few were chosen. The few are the elect. And often, what could show to distinguish an individual as one called and as one chosen was the manner in which they came to God. As it says here in this parable in Luke 14, that the the call went out, and then God says, sit not down in the highest room when you hear the the invitation to the wedding, but sit in the lowest room. And the Lord worked out and he orchestrated in the lives of those elect people that he was drawing to himself, humbling as he did so. God arranged for them to understand the truth, to realize there was nothing they could do to lift themselves up in salvation, that salvation was an act of God, a work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We were saved by his faith and not our own, and therefore you must wait on the Lord. Wait in the lowest room. It, it's not a pleasant place. It, it's not um, a beautiful place at all. It, it, it It's a place... Uh, where, uh, there, there is a struggle and, and it's a place where you can be troubled in mind and, and a place where there was no assurance of salvation, where you, you weren't sure if you were saved or not saved. You weren't sure if you would be destroyed by God or if he would grant you his mercy. You weren't sure if you were one of his elect or not. You had to wait on God to witness to your heart and soul and to speak to you in your inner man 
and to confirm that you were one of his children. And he did so through his word, the Bible. But until God lifted you up in salvation and placed his Holy Spirit within you and then began to give you the fruit of the Spirit and a part of that fruit would be the assurance of salvation before then you were in that low room. Now, on the other hand, the many that are called, for the most part, they were individuals who immediately took the highest room through uh, belief that their their church association guaranteed them salvation through their understanding that the amount of money they had given to their church bought them a place in heaven through their belief that walking down the aisle and accepting Christ, it brought salvation to them. It lifted them up into the the highest place in the presence of God. They all took the high room, the room that God warned against, because you have done the work. You have lifted um, your, yourself up into this place, the, this high and lofty place of believing you have salvation, when in reality you do not. And that's why the biblical principle is, whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And that is how God worked out his salvation program. And that is why when we read in Revelation 11, verse 12, And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither, that this has to do with salvation. This is being lifted up by God, not by the man himself. And God exalts those that he saves. He lifts them up to that exalted place of uh, being seated in Christ Jesus. Remember that um, we read in Ephesians chapter 2. It says in um, verses 5 and 6, Even when we were dead in sins, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go back to verse 4 to get the context, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together, and quicken is an old English word meaning brought to life, hath brought us to life together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And and when did... When does that happen? When uh, a sinner dead in trespasses and sins is quickened with Christ and lifted up. Does that happen at the rapture? Does that happen at the end of the world uh, with the resurrection of the physical body? No. It Of course, that completes what God started at that point at the end of the world. But when God saves the sinner... At the moment of salvation, we are quickened, we are brought to life in Christ, together in Christ, and 
and God raises us up together with him, as it says here in Ephesians 2, 6, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is referring to the moment of salvation. Here, here is actually what happened. There's, um, let's say, uh, a young woman. She hears the gospel and God has appointed the time of her redemption. She's one of his elect. She was chosen by him from the foundation of the world. God, um, patiently waited for this young woman to be born. He waited for her to reach a certain age. And of course it all had to fit in, uh, in the proper time and season when God was performing this work of salvation. And then at the set time, God sent forth his word to her ears, to her heart, and he used his word to create a new heart within her. At that moment, she spiritually is saved and is brought to life, quickened together with Christ. And it is as though she has been immediately lifted up in her soul to be seated, and to be seated is language of ruling or reigning, to be seated together with the Lord Jesus Christ in the heavenlies. And we know Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And yet that young woman never left her house. She never left her city or her country or this world. It was a spiritual action that God took and God um, reckoned that she was now in Christ Jesus, that she was exalted in him into the heavenlies, and and she remains in him even though she never went anywhere. She's still living on the earth at this time. But spiritually, she was lifted up. And that's what is in view uh, with this language of those that heard the great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither, come up hither, come up in the sense that um, I am now lifting you up to the highest room. I am saving the great multitude. They are now being lifted up into the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. But in reality, they haven't gone anywhere. This is what God did when he saved the scores of millions of people from the nations of the world during the last part, the second part of the Great Tribulation. And then when he concluded the Great Tribulation, it was as if they all had gone up and ascended into the heavenlies in Christ. But they actually went nowhere. There was no rapture, no leaving the earth. Now let's just look at one more verse that will help us understand this. In John chapter 1. In John 1 we find the same Greek word. Actually in Revelation eleven twelve. The, the word that says come up is the same Greek word as the word ascended. 
it's Strong's number 305. And, and, uh, so when, when it says come up hither and they ascended up to heaven, that could just as easily read and they came up to heaven. It's past tense, but it's the same Greek word. When we read the word ascend, we, I think, are trained to think of an ascension which directs our minds um, into the idea of a rapture. Oh, they ascended. Well, all they did was go up. They went up just like those who are quickened in Christ Jesus are taken up into the heavenlies with him, but they never went anywhere. Well, in John 1, in John chapter 1, we read of Nathaniel and his encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to read from verse 47 through the end of the chapter. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathaniel saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Well, there is our word, ascending, ascending. And this verse, it sounds very mysterious, and yet it's fairly simple. The Lord Jesus Christ is speaking to Nathaniel, telling him he will see angels of God ascending or going up and descending, coming down upon the Son of Man. What does he mean? What's in view? Well, the, once we understand that angels can also equally be translated as messengers and should be translated as messengers here, then we fully understand. God is saying that the moment he saves a person, that person is lifted up into the heavenlies to Again, be seated in Christ Jesus. This is the glorious moment of salvation. And yet, at the same instant, they, that same individual is dispatched back to earth as a messenger of God to carry forth the word of God, the gospel, just as someone carried the gospel to him. And, and so this is all a figure of speech to represent God saving someone and then immediately commissioning that person to be a messenger of the gospel. And the person that's being spoken of that ascended and descended upon the Son of Man never went anywhere. He never changed location. Uh, he, As far as he knew, he maybe didn't even realize he became saved. He probably didn't realize that he was commissioned now as a messenger of God or an ambassador. He he could have known none of that. But God saved him, 
And this is the way God is looking at him from that point on. Well, that relates very much to Revelation 11. Come up hither, and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud. They ascend up, just as Jesus is saying to Nathaniel, that the messengers of God ascend and descend. But you see, the difference is, because of the time, because it's now judgment day, when this great multitude are all saved and they all go up thither, when they all ascend into the heavenlies in Christ, it's judgment day. No more evangelization of the world. Therefore, they ascend, but they no longer descend. They no longer are sent forth by God to carry the gospel message of salvation. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.